0: Rise and shine, baseball fans! It's time once again for a fresh dose of Major League Baseball analysis with the newest community in the game. Bringing together fans from all around the world, from their broadcast headquarters in beautiful Southern California, It's Kenny. If you're not watching Shohei Otani, the man is just doing special things on the baseball field. Like I said, almost looking non-human at times. It's Nika.
1: Is Aaron Judge, number 99, going to be able to drag the Yankees to the playoffs?
0: This is the Kanika Baseball Podcast. Yes, we are back with another postseason edition of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined once again, as always, by my lovely co host, my beautiful wife, Nika. Good morning, Nika.
1: Good morning, Kenny. How are you?
0: Well, I'm good. We're going through the playoffs like butter here pretty quick. We now have three out of the four League Championship Series teams decided. One series Remain. from the Divisional Series is left remaining, and that is, of course, the Phillies and the Braves, which they will be playing today at, uh, I think I saw, 5 o'clock Pacific so uh, yes
1: it's a late game it starts eight Eastern time
0: so you don't know how that'll affect the players having the late start but this should be fine I'm they sure they'll do
1: it is. by now I would imagine
0: you never know I expect it to maybe probably be a tighter game tonight than it was yesterday of course the Phillies trounced the Braves 10 to two behind their MVP Bryce Harper who is looking more and more like a a, a Michael Jordan type player to me you know you see him staring down the opponent you know they always said Jordan would find ways to fire himself up mm-hmm. to play against somebody like he would look for ways to get amped up and Bryce Harper seems like the same kind of player to me and uh Atlanta of course after the game or during the game it came out that they had some said something in the locker room if you flash back to game two when the Braves came back they got Bryce Harper out after he had taken off on the hit, they they were able to double him up. He couldn't get back to first base on time. And there was something said in the Braves locker room about like, oh, they were really satisfied that it was Bryce that they were able to get out for the final out of the game. Bryce? It got back to him somehow that they were like happy that it was him. And he just took that and it was like pouring fuel on a gasoline fire, you know, and it was just... He just yeah. exploded yesterday. He was letting them know like they, they fucked up, basically. And yeah. He was staring them down.
1: But it was a comment made by Arcia in the locker room and one of the reporters overheard. And the comment wasn't supposed to be printed. It was just, Talk, locker talk if you will between the guys and
0: there seemed to be a little bit of animosity on the part of some of the Braves players that like that reporter whoever published that note or or wrote about it I, I don't know who did but whoever did this is is not very well liked right now by the Atlanta Braves because in their minds, there was this clubhouse bond that was broken because the statement wasn't like said into a microphone right. to a reporter that was asking a question. It was an off the cuff remark that a reporter heard mm-hmm. and then published it in the paper or in the article that they wrote.
1: But it's playoffs. Get over yourself, it's a competition. <laughs> you got to get into it, be aggressive. Use whatever you can.
0: Yeah. It I, seems I,
1: to be very stale at the moment.
0: I, I I know. I mean, they had that nice comeback win in game two. But that was the only signs of life they've shown in this whole series because they were also trailing that game, you know.
1: It's a deja vu from last year. 2022 comes to mind.
0: Well, that's because uh over in the other National League series, it's all over.
1: And it's all
0: over, but the crying... It's a The Snakes have bitten the Dodgers squarely in the ass. And the, once again, 100-plus win Dodgers team goes home.
1: Yeah. Dodgers got swept.
0: Dodgers got swept. Uh, This is, of course, after last year, they lost a five-game series to the Padres. So that's second straight season where the National League West team that finished beneath them came back to beat them in the playoffs. So the Snakes just swept them. And, And they did it last night. Via the long ball, four home runs and one inning against Lance Lynn. That was the third. Geraldo Perdomo got it going. I got to say his name right because it's so easy to say Perdomo. But it's (laughs) Perdomo. Geraldo, I checked, even though that, that G is not a J in Spanish. It's an H. Still an H. Geraldo. All right. Anyways, uh, we have four home runs in the bottom of the third inning at home for Arizona, and that was all she wrote.
1: Do you think Lenslin Lynn is going to have nightmares after that game?
0: I, I don't think you'll want to watch Indiana Jones anytime soon. I hate Snake Shock! I hate him! Might start having nightmares then for sure, or, or PTSD rocked. like in the movie theater.
1: He got rocked, and you were just sitting next to me like, just watch, this isn't over.
0: Yeah, because my phone was going off, but I noticed yours wasn't. And, and we had rewound it to the—because we had seen that they hit two home runs. So we were like, oh, let's just watch from the beginning of the inning because we were flipping back and forth between yeah, games. We and to... I think this was right about the time the Houston Twins game mm-hmm. ended. So we flipped back to the Diamondbacks-Dodgers game finally, and we're like, oh, let's just start from the beginning of the inning so we can watch the couple homers. And uh, while we had rewound, the— more home runs had been hit and I didn't say anything to you. And I was like, ah, just keep watching. And uh I kind of teased it a little bit at times because I think you were like wanting to get back to live or something at one point. And I was like, oh, let's just wait. Yeah, I
1: thought you knew some insights of the game. Eh. Well,
0: it wound up being four solo home runs for those Diamondbacks in the fourth inning. Wow. It was Keitel Marte with the second, Christian Walker with the third, and then it was the rookie catcher Gabriel Moreno who did wind up leaving this game with a hand injury he got a foul ball or a bunt
1: no it was a ball return from the, the pitcher threw it and it hit the ground and then hit his hand
0: I gotcha so, so good news though is that the x-rays were negative and okay. he is good to go for the uh, NLCS that's good so yeah Diamondbacks are through Dodgers are going home
1: hit the road Jack don't you come-
0: I think they left yesterday. See ya, Dodgers. A little disappointing, and and we have some disappointing numbers that we'll share with you in our milestone segment, which I know is not a celebration of negative numbers, but I still think it's worth pointing this particular statistic out because it's very glaring when you look at this series in retrospect. But moving on uh, to the American League, we know what's going down in the AL CS, and it's a Texas showdown.
1: Don't mess with Texas.
0: It is the Houston Astros against the Texas Rangers, with the Astros having home field advantage in this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, now, on the division? Is that how it works? Well, yeah, the Astros did win the division. Yeah. We know this. So, so they that's have, why they have the home field. Of course, advantage. they're okay. the highest seed remaining. Well, the Rangers, since we last were on the air, were able to finish their sweep of the Baltimore Orioles. So that's two out of three 100-win teams gone from the postseason. That's two out of four teams that had first-round buys that are gone, uh, and, and something that We'll talk about in a second with the Braves' future sort of undecided, but possibly Hang,
1: hanging by a thread. You are
0: hanging on by a very thin thread, <laughs> and I that about you. Could be, could be three out of four of those teams. So
1: we find out today.
0: We find out today. We'll find out whether they got enough, you know, fight to really at this point take it back to Atlanta.
1: Well, we know Philly's got a lot of fight left in them.
0: Yeah, I do think that they really want to wrap this one up today and and not go back to Atlanta. Oh, I have no doubt. So we have the Texas showdown. The Rangers took down the Orioles on Tuesday night. Uh, It wasn't pretty. It wasn't even close. So the Orangebirds, who did not get swept at all during the regular season, they get swept in their first playoff appearance in a long time. They're going home.
1: Hit the road.
0: so yeah, that, that's what happened there, and then of course, the Astros yesterday uh finished off their opponent, the Minnesota Twins.
1: Impressive, most impressive,
0: a little bit disappointing here. The Twins had uh, home field, event. They, they, they had they, well, they had taken home field back from the Astros, but they were unable to then win a game in front of their home crowd. Yeah. So that was got to be a little disappointing for them, both the fans and the team. They probably wanted to have at least one. They did battle hard, you know, but they lost three to two yesterday and uh, they just didn't have enough. The Astros are a better team. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I wanted the Twins to win just to have another series going.
0: Yeah, and to spread around the teams a little bit. But it is cool that we get this Texas showdown. You know, the Astros and the Rangers have never played each other in the postseason at all.
1: That's fascinating.
0: So this is gonna be their first time and it's for all the marbles, basically, to go to the World Series. I mean, you couldn't really script it up any better if you're a Texan.
1: Who is going to the championship? Bochy versus Dusty.
0: Yeah, it's another classic. They got a lot of narratives actually to run with in this series because you just brought up a great point. It was the Giants and the Reds in the playoffs of the past. Now, the, the fascinating thing about this is like, you're probably looking at two of the savviest managers. There's enough evidence to say that having a manager like Dusty at this point matters. Having a manager like Bochi matters. They just get the job done when it matters the most.
1: You know, they both have 26 seasons behind them. That's a lot. Right. The postseason appearances, Bochi has 9 and Dusty has 13. That's so they nice. are very similar. Wow. Pennant's Bochy is four, Dusty is three.
0: Yeah. Well, Dusty should have had a fourth in 2003 with the Chicago Cubs, but we won't talk about that.
1: Okay. It's uh,
0: ancient history. You know, I will say one thing about that. You know, like I was uh, a Cubs fan who was very critical of Dusty Baker. And when he was let go, it was probably the right move, the right time. You know, things had kind of fizzled with the relationship. And, and the Chicago media could be a little bit harsh at times. I, I, I respect it because I think too many markets are not, tough enough on their team's management and coaches and from the executive level to the to the player level
1: i think also depends on the market
0: absolutely uh but what i will say is that dusty baker has turned into one of the best managers in baseball he was not when he was with the cubs but he learned and and evolved as a man and he's become really good and he has never really changed he was always a player's manager I think if things had not worked out in Houston, I think he would have taken the blame, you know, and that's one thing I always respected about him. When push came to shove, he always said like, well, it's on my shoulders at the end of the day and you got to respect it.
1: The buck stops with him. You know, he is in charge of that dog out, the players that perform on the field. Absolutely. It's part of being a manager, I guess.
0: It's part of being a manager and he wears that hat really well. And proudly. And proudly. And
1: hey, let's not forget the toothpick.
0: Hopefully he can get his son to get traded, you know, over. That would be a nice uh, way to maybe go off. Well, I don't I don't know how many years of managing Dusty has ahead of him, but I mean, he'll probably keep going. He seems to love it. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to both the Rangers and the Astros and uh, also to the Arizona Diamondbacks, who partied in the pool last night, by the way. I think if this was a long kind of uh, awaited celebration, but uh, of course they they clinch their ticket to the nlcs at home and they have that pool in right field and uh well it was looked like there was some partying going on with some beers and some pool and uh luckily no one was hurt that we know of so and and speaking of partying <laughs> we would be remiss if we didn't mention on tuesday night the partying theatrics of one max scherzer if you have not seen this video yet folks i highly recommend you go on to twitter or your google search And type in Mad, well, Max Scherzer uh, Rangers Celebration, because you will be treated to some of the most hilarious party celebration footage that I've seen in quite a while.
1: I guess his bicep wasn't hurting.
0: Yeah, because he was pumping those brews pretty heavy with the arms. Yeah, it looked like he was giving somebody the eye treatment I, I think he mentioned this in the previous series when the rangers won because the rangers of course won in round one the rangers took it to the race
1: oh yeah 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 in the wild card
0: yeah in the wild card round but i remember when they advanced or 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 maybe it was when they clinched but somebody said something about like how max scherzer said like you got to take beer straight to the eyes without the goggles you got to feel that burn and, and was it max yeah i think so and, and, and so like when you see that video though yesterday Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That was the Marlins, because Jake Berger was talking about it. So, But Max was giving it to that guy. He had two Budweiser's, and he was literally dumping them on some guy's face, and he did not have goggles on. And and he, like, wiped his eyes big time afterwards, and I was like, oh, shit, that's dumb. Yeah. That's got to burn. So, anyways... But Max was like egging him on, like yeah. And so, please don't
1: do and, it at home. Don't put beer. Yes, in your home.
0: please do not pull a Max Scherzer at home. It was just so funny though because later there was a video of him with his kids being interviewed on the field, and this was after this had happened. So he like he was, he was still like still an, still an still adult, like high schooler for like who knows how long that celebration went on, and then he came out and was like. Hi, here's my kids and my family, and know, oh, my other daughter's over there, and my wife and my other daughter's over there, and oh, that's hilarious. So yeah. go check this out if you want a little bit of humorous celebration footage.
1: Terry Laval said he's going on the bender.
0: Well, hopefully he doesn't go on for too long, because uh, he's going to have to get ready for a seriously tough opponent in either the Braves or, most likely, the Phillies. Yeah. But we don't count chickens before they hatch on this podcast. However... What we do track is a lot of milestones, and it's that time. Get okay, ready for greats. By far, my greatest achievement.
1: We stand here amidst my achievement.
0: That record's going to hold for a while, let me tell you. Yo, idiot! That's That's it. It just don't touch my records. Ever. Lots of milestones to get through once again, thanks to uh, the one and only Sarah Langs on Twitter. If you don't follow her, please give her a follow, and, well, learn a lot about baseball. But a lot of these stats come straight from her Twitter feed. Uh So thank you to her for providing the information. And yeah, we're going to start with Tuesday, actually, and go to through all of those milestones first, because we didn't have any duplicates or, or anything else like triumph or Trump, one of the existing. So all right, here we go. Alex Bregman for the Astros. Well, he hit a home run in Tuesday's game at uh, Minnesota. That was his 16th postseason home run that is three more than any other third baseman all time for the rest of his career most likely the home runs that Alex Bregman hits in the playoffs will be a new record for third baseman period wow when you think about all the third basemen that have played the game of baseball over the entire history of it that's amazing it just shows you how dominant the Astros have been and we're going to talk about that in a second. But, wow, you can't hit this many home runs if your team's not getting there. you know, got to so, hit
1: playoffs you know, starters.
0: It is a it is a cool stat, and obviously it's a virtue of your team's success. So congratulations to Alex Bregman. Moving right along, we got to talk about Jordan Alvarez and his Jordan bombs. Jordan hit his fourth home run of the series on Tuesday night. That is the most in a player's first three postseason games of a series that is tied with 1996's Juan Gonzalez we've talked about him already a couple times because of the Royce Lewis stuff so this is a similar situation here four home runs and players first three games that's tied now it's also tied with 1971's Bob Robertson he and Jordan also share the record for most total bases in a player's first three games of a postseason with 20. Juan Gonzalez, I guess, didn't quite make the 20, so he's not in that conversation. However, Juan Gonzalez is the record holder for the most home runs in a best-of-five series with five, and he shares that record with seattle mariners great ken griffey jr who did it in 1995 that was in the american league division series against the yankees a very famous one i watched growing up if you need a memory jog that was when griffey scored from first base on a line drive down the left field line and was just one of the most exciting plays probably in seattle mariners history he scored on basically a walk-off double from edgar martinez so a really cool highlight i remember from my childhood. And it was an extra innings, by the way.
1: Really cool memory you got there,
0: to remember (laughs) specifically. Oh, man. I mean, I was like 14, loving Ken Griffey Jr. more than anything at that point. He was right up there with Jordan. I had a Mariner's starter jacket, for gosh sakes. In Chicago. In Chicago. Because you had to have a starter jacket that no other kid had at school. Otherwise, that kid might get a little bit sour with you for copying him. So luckily, it worked out. I loved Griffey. I got the Mariner's starter coat, so... Cool. Dope. All right. So Jordan does not have five, just to be clear. So because there's two players tied for first, he is by default third. So he has the third most home runs in a postseason series. He did not hit one, by the way, in yesterday's Astros clinching win. So he will not hit five in this series so he will end with four but that's still third most of all time i thought that was kind of worth mentioning all right um now we got to turn our attentions to the other side of the ball and talk about christian javier astros starting pitcher he now has zero runs in his first three career postseason starts that's through 16 and a third innings he's given up zero runs he shares this honor with three other pitchers in history ironically Uh, Two of them are still pitching. Ian Anderson, of course, with the Braves, did it in 15 and two thirds innings, three starts, no runs given up. And Wade Miley did it in 10 and a third innings. I'm trying to understand how this happens or how they're calculating this, but that doesn't seem like he worked a lot. But nevertheless, they're giving him the zero runs in his first three postseason starts. But I did want to point out the Other member on this list, Christy Mathewson. Christy Mathewson pitched in the 1900s and the 1910s for the famous New York Giants. He might have even pitched into the 1920s as well, uh, but later that would have been at the end of his career. However, what you'll notice about Mr. Mathewson's start, his three career postseason starts with that he allowed zero runs he did this in 27 innings which means all three games were a complete game so it just shows you that times have changed over the course of the last 110 years he was able and and i feel like he deserves special mention when you talk about this because to do it in three complete games is a lot more impressive than you know, sixteen and a third innings, no offense. He 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 pitched ten more innings plus than any other guy on this list.
1: Wow, you don't see a lot of pitchers doing complete games in the postseason.
0: Yeah. I mean, and obviously this was the times and like there wasn't really a lot more relief pitchers and like you were supposed to go until your arm fell off or you <laughs> got rocked.
1: Did he have a Tommy Johns?
0: Obviously that's uh, surgery. They didn't have good. that surgery and so no, he did not. <laughs> it's a it's a conundrum, isn't it? How does that happen? How did his arm not snap in half? Yeah. Well, I don't know much about the man's career. Nevertheless, I always remembered Christy Mathewson from Ken Burns' documentary that I watched when I was a kid, all 18 hours of it. Uh, but Christy Mathewson always stood out back then even as one of the best. So, And the New York Giants were, of course, managed very famously by what's-his-name man. He was a player manager. I can't remember his name right now, but he was one of the greats. So, nevertheless, moving on, we need to turn our attentions to the other Texas team, the Rangers, who clinched on Tuesday night. And it was Corey Seeger that we need to talk about here because, well, he walked a lot in this series.
1: These boots are made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots... Gonna walk all over
0: you. In fact, he walked nine times during a three-game span, and that is the most in the three-game span in postseason history. So good eye at the plate there, Corey. It was also the most in a best-of-five series in history. So even if someone had to play five games, they never walked more than Corey Seager in a five-game postseason series so that's interesting to me considering that guys like Barry Bonds did play when they were you know on the Giants hitting all those home runs in the playoffs and he would get intentionally walked a lot but he is not the leader it's Corey Seager so because Corey Seager had all these walks he also reached base safely three plus times and now five straight games in the playoffs that's tied for the longest streak in postseason history and he shares that honor with Uh, 2013's David Ortiz 2002's Barry Bonds as I mentioned obviously walked a lot 1995's Edgar Martinez and who I just mentioned uh, had that game winning double for the Mariners against the Yankees and 1975 and 1976 Pete Rose no surprise there one of the best hitters of all time so congratulations to Corey Seager I mean you just joined some really elite company when I mentioned those names and you know pretty awesome We'll see if he can continue to reach base safely in three-plus times in six straight games because I don't know if that will make him hold this record alone. Anyways, we will find out on Sunday night because that is when the Rangers and Astros will tip off. Game 1. All right, uh, one more Ranger to mention, Nathan Eovaldi, the Wizard, as we like to call him. He's really bouncing back here in this postseason. I was worried about Nathan. You know, he had such a really strong start to the season, earned the All-Star game. I don't know if he started or if he was the second man and the second all-star. guy in, yeah. but he was he was definitely pitching in the first mm-hmm. few innings of the All-Star game. And then he kind of, like, faded in, in July and August and, and even some of September. He went on the injured list, and then he came back in September, and he had two kind of, like, worrisome starts. And one of them where he only pitched like 38 pitches. Yeah, he struggled. He was like, whoa, why is he coming out already? What's going on? No one knew what was up. But since the playoffs started, dude's been lights out and really accurate. His walk total is really low. I don't know if he's walked anyone yet in the postseason. Nevertheless, his start on Tuesday night resulted in one of the best starts since the year 2000. It was a 77.6 strike rate. If you had thrown 90 or more pitches in a game, it's the highest since the year 2000. So he had the highest strike rate. For a pitcher who threw more than 90 pitches in a start. Okay. And I thought that was pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to the wizard, Nathan Ivaldi May you continue your accuracy because I really want to see someone other than the Astros in the World Series.
1: Yeah, me too. He might be starting the first game.
0: There is some discussion about whether it's going to be Eovaldi or is it going to be uh, Max Scherzer.
1: You know, it will be interesting if Scherzer plays the game where Verlander plays the game.
0: Yes. Now, this is unconfirmed, by the way, um, but there is a lot of talk that is going to be activated and pitch in this series, and that would be a huge lift for the Rangers. They they need all the pitching help they can get, so that'll be interesting. All right, well, that is all the milestones for Tuesday. Now we have to turn our attentions to yesterday, and boy, oh, boy, we are going to start with Philadelphia where the Liberty Bell was ringing a lot. Was a lot of dinging and donging, and it, with good reason. Well, we got to start with Mr. Bryce Harper, who, as we mentioned, got a lot of fuel from the Atlanta Braves locker room, and he took it out on him. He hit two home runs in yesterday's game. That was numbers eight and nine in his postseason career. He moved up to third place for the most in Phillies history all time. So third most. uh He trails Jason Worth and. Chase Utley who have 11 and 10 respectively so he is knocking on the door of the Phillies postseason record and if they well if they get to the NLCS and then the World Series again he's going to have a couple more rounds crack at it he he might be the single well he might at least tie or or even pass and become the all-time Phillies home run postseason leader my guess is before it's all said and done and he will be yeah. the Phillies' all-time postseason home run leader. I doubt this will be the last time the Phillies make the playoffs with him on their team. He just seems to be uh, really he's competitive. Not,
1: he's the face of that organization. Oh, yeah.
0: He's really grown, and he's not an establishment line tower. He got a lot of guff for throwing his helmet, and I think he would do it again. I don't he's, think he gives a flying... It's uh, almost
1: like uh, his signature move when things go... Uh, yeah,
0: he does like to throw the like a fighting helmet.
1: Fighting mode, he throws his <laughs> helmet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's perfect for that fight Phillies, yeah. like, moniker, you know. Like
1: Embraced it.
0: Yep. Yeah, we, we were watching Greg talk about his highlights and showing his, like, nine favorite moments or whatever. But it was fun to watch. And you can see the dude has, like, a, a real competitive streak mm-hmm. in him. And he's not afraid. No. To let it show it, whether it's a teammate, whether it's an opponent, whether it's uh, an umpire.
1: He won't shy away from it.
0: Definitely not. Uh, Well, we got to talk about Bryce some more because he has now homered in eight different postseason games with the Phillies. And the Phillies have won all eight of those games. So if Bryce homers, the Phillies win. And that is tied to for the longest streak of games that you win with Javier Lopez, a former catcher from the Atlanta Braves. This happened between 1995 and 2001. I want to clarify, this is to start your career. Anyways, pretty cool stat. Basically, the long and short of it is if Bryce Homer's Phillies have a really good chance of winning the game, at least in the postseason. And we're not done with Bryce yet because he has now won nine straight postseason games in which he's homered. And this actually dates back to the Nationals because we just mentioned that he's homered in eight different postseason games with the Phillies, but he's actually won nine straight games in which he's homered dating back to his time with Washington. And this is the third longest such streak of all time, and he trails Carlos Correa, from 2017 to 2020 with the Astros, and Bernie Williams, center fielder for the Yankees, from 1996 to 2000. That was when his streak was active. So they both did it 10 times. So Bryce is now one home run away from tying this all-time record and two home runs away from owning it. Wow! And that would be games one in a row that you homered in in the postseason. Now, I also wanted to mention he's tied with David Justice and John Olerud. David Justice, of course, played for the Atlanta Braves. This was from 1992 to 2001. So a really long period of years compared to the others. And John Allerud, uh first baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. If you'll remember, John Olerud had some weird head injury and actually wore a batting helmet in the field. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy, huh? It wasn't like over his ear. It was just a uh, top of his head. Okay. It didn't have ear flaps on either side. But protect his head. Yeah, he had oh. something needed to protect his head. Uh, but he was a great hitter, and he and David Justice are tied with Bryce Harper now. Nine times in a row nine games in a row that they homered their team went on to win
1: cool good job bryce harper
0: yes and we're not done because the phillies because of all these home runs set some postseason history as a team as well they're now the fourth team in postseason history with two players that had a multi-homer game and i did save this photo because yesterday this was nick castellanos and of course bryce harper nick castellanos hit two home runs yesterday as well And I saved this photo because I wanted to share the other players that were involved in these, in this milestone. Now, again, this is two players that have more than one home run in the same game in the postseason. Okay. Okay. So this is teammates. We have this only happened three other times in history where a pair of teammates hit more than one home run in the same game. It was 2021's Dodgers, National League Championship Series Game 5, A.J. Pollock and Chris Taylor. And then we also had it in 2020 in the National League Wild Card Series Game 2. It was the Padres. It was Fernando Tatis Jr. and Will Myers for the Padres. And then the only other time it happened... Before that was in 1932 in the World Series game 3 for the Yankees and it was Titans Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Wow. So pretty interesting the- list of eight guys there.
1: It's <laughs> a huge gap.
0: You yeah. And first. I guess it's just because there's more cracks at the Apple now, more playoff games and it shows you like the era that we live in, the three true outcomes of home run, strikeout or walk, you know, like it plays into that. But nevertheless it- Pretty fun stats to throw around there just because of the era and and the names. All right, you would think that that was enough for the Phillies, but you would be wrong. They hit six home runs yesterday in that game. That's a major league record, but they share it. With the 2015 Chicago Cubs, go Cubs go! I guess. Go Cubs go! Also, now the Phillies, with their win yesterday, are 25 and 11 at home. That's the highest winning percentage of any team at their current home stadium that's played a minimum of 20 games in the postseason. There, so they're 25 and 11. The Mets at Shea Stadium are 26 and 13, and that's good enough for a 667 winning percentage. And the Cardinals at Bush Stadium, 35 and 18, that's good enough for a 660 winning percentage. But the Phillies own the highest winning percentage now in the postseason. So the Braves have their work cut out for them today. Red October in full effect in Philadelphia. The Hunt for Red October. And one last little note here for the Phillies. They out-homered their opponents by 30 home runs at home. This is the biggest home run differential of any ballpark in the postseason right now. So they hit more home runs than their opponents. They're plus 30 right now in postseason games at Citizens Bank ballpark.
1: They playing up to their name, fighting Phillies.
0: They bring it in October. They bring
1: it. Yeah, it's a totally different ball game when you look at the Phillies' makeup right now and how they play versus the regular season.
0: All right. Well, we have to get to a couple of Astros and Twins, actually, milestones from yesterday. But we're going to start with the returning League Championship Series Astros. This is their seventh consecutive league championship appearance. That's good enough for second place, actually, all time. Uh, They trail the Atlanta Braves of the 90s, who did it eight straight times. Also, there's an asterisk there because there was no league championship series in 1994. So it was actually over a nine-year period. Okay. And then that was, of course, because of the baseball strike uh, in 1994 sad times to remember and then we had the 1971 and 1975 Oakland A's who made five straight league championship series appearances and that's third place obviously so the Astros won more if they do it again next year they will be tied for the all-time record for straight league championship series appearances very impressive on their part their first baseman free agent pickup Jose Abreu if you'll remember earlier this season Jose Abreu had this like homerless streak and he finally broke through and hit a homer. I don't even remember who it was against or what day it was, but I do remember him running around the bases like a rocket out of hell. And he sprinted, and and he didn't stop sprinting until he got back to the dugout. Yeah, and and he was like so relieved to have hit this home run. Well, he's come a long way. He's now hit three home runs in a two game span, and this was in Minnesota, by the way. And he did this at the age of thirty six years and two hundred and fifty five days. He's now the oldest player to hit three home runs in a two game span in the postseason. So thought that was a pretty cool highlight for Jose Abreu, former White Sox, of course. Yeah. And he did it against his old division rivals, the Twinkies. Yep. So the Twinkies, poor Twinkies. All right. Well, before we get to the one highlight for the Twins, I got to talk about Jordan Alvarez one more time. He ended yesterday's uh, series with one of the highest slugging percentages in a postseason series of all time. He actually finished fourth place all time in this series with a minimum of 15 plate appearances. So who did it better than him? It was a uh, 1928 World Series, Luke Gehrig. For the Yankees with a 1.727 slugging percentage. Man, must have been on tear that series. It was 1996's Juan Gonzalez, who we've talked about a lot with these milestones lately, but he had a 1.375 slugging percentage in 1996 also Babe Ruth in 1928 right along with Lou Gehrig had a 1.375 as well so they are in second place tied him and Juan Gonzalez and then Jordan now comes up in fourth 1.313 so uh, we'll see if Jordan can do it better in this upcoming series against the Rangers but without a doubt the man has got to be the modern day Mr. October because has been showing up to play in every postseason it seems like we're always talking about him
1: and he had some injury during the regular season if i remember correctly
0: he did you know he had he had two injuries actually he had one with his neck and one with his back
1: it was kind of tight probably linked yeah
0: but yeah he did have some some troubles and he actually had to go and see a specialist at one point but nevertheless i'm glad that he's seemingly healthy and he's healthy when the astros need him the most and i guess that's what matters at the end of the day yep and we'll see speaking of this showdown we'll see if the astros or rangers get nolan ryan out there to throw out a first pitch because those were the last two teams he played for and he spent like what like 14 years with those two teams so and he was a part owner of the rangers i think at one point or he was at least part of their executive team so be interesting to see what happens uh i'm sure we'll see a lot of nostalgia for these two teams well for all four of the teams that wind up making it to the league championship series so all right well we had one twin we needed to talk about and that's Royce Lewis because he hit another home run in yesterday's game
1: Royce can
0: go from zero to a hundred kilometers an hour in 12.5 seconds the keys are in the ignition your highness Um, that was his fourth postseason home run this year and it's his rookie year that's best for your first six games that's tied for most by a rookie in your first six career postseason games with 2015's Kyle Schwaber so Kyle Schwaber of course doing it for the Cubbies in 2015 not the World Series year Royce Lewis doing it for the 2023 Twins also not going to be a World Series year for the Twins next year Those four home runs are also tied for third most in Twins history. I was like, wow. He's already knocking on the the door for most home runs in Twins history. Goose Goslin has seven, and the late great Kirby Puckett had five in his career. Royce already with four as a rookie, so these... You know, if the Twins make a few more postseason appearances uh, with him on their roster, these are definitely going to be touchable. Now, the four home runs is also the most in a single postseason Twins Senators history. Of course, the Washington Senators became the Minnesota Twins, and this is tied with 1991 Kirby Puckett, as we just said, but interesting stat. Kirby hit his four home runs in 12 games, and Royce hit his four in six games. But nevertheless, they're tied. All right, we have one more series to cover, and that is, of course, the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers, which ended in misery for Los Angeles fans. It did not end well for the Dodgers this year. It's going to be the Diamondbacks representing the National League in the championship series. Snakes in the grass! You'd better move fast. You'll be poisoned or be strangled to death. We got a lot of stats to cover. I want to talk about the Diamondbacks because they broke a record last night. They hit four home runs in one inning, as we mentioned earlier, and that is the most ever in an inning in postseason history in the major leagues. Ever. Ever. No other team has ever hit four home runs in an inning in the postseason.
1: Thank you, uh, Lance.
0: Thank you, Lance Lynn. And Bob Costas said it in the middle of it. You know, he was like, well, Lance Lynn does give up a lot of homers. No shit, Sherlock. So anyways, uh, congratulations to Geraldo Perdomo, Keitel Marte, Christian Walker, and Gabriel Moreno for that accomplishment. They were the four who hit those home runs off Lance Lynn. Now, the Diamondbacks, with those home runs, have now homered in 16 straight postseason games dating back to 2007. This is the second longest streak in postseason history, only short of the 2019 to 2022 New York Yankees. So, Judgment Day and his buddies for sure involved in that milestone. But the next game, if the Diamondbacks hit a home run, they will tie. I'm sorry, I think those Yankees have 23 straight games with a postseason home run okay my bad so the diamondbacks need to do it like seven more straight games they have a ways to go but 16 nevertheless is a huge achievement they're also the third team in postseason history to have four players 23 years of age or younger to have home runs yeah Third team in postseason history with four players 23 years of age or younger to have a home run in a postseason series. The other two teams were the 2020 Atlanta Braves. It was Austin Riley, Christian Pache, Ozzy Albies, and Ronald Acuna Jr. And it was the 2015 Chicago Cubs. Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, Jorge Soler, a young Jorge Soler, and Javier Baez. So, uh, yeah, this Diamondbacks team is definitely sharing the limelight with some big names in our current game of baseball.
1: The names that you just mentioned, it seems like the Arizona team is the youngest team in the playoffs this year. And based on history, they might be the winners. Cubs won.
0: Well, those 2015 Cubs did not no, win.
1: But they won the next year.
0: Yeah, I feel like this Diamondbacks team, they were like snakes in the grass. Mm-hmm. Dolly, pardon. But really, like, they were hidden kind of from baseball and didn't care they, like Tori Lavolo has just similar to Bryce Harper you know where he he's looking for ways to motivate his team and and he's taken this underdog like no one everyone counts us out you know mm-hmm. and and he wears it
1: sure Arizona is definitely the underdog team
0: well they probably shouldn't be because we're gonna keep going with their list of achievements here they hit 13 home runs in their first five postseason games this year they're 5-0 and by the way they swept the Brewers 2-0 and they swept the Dodgers 3-0 so they've played only five postseason games this year and they've hit 13 home runs in those games that's the second most in a five-game postseason span that of course they trail who the 2020 Yankees uh so that team that was hitting all those home runs we just talked about one of them in the middle of there had 14 so they only did them bested them by one but the 2020 yankees in five games did 14 homers all right well this next one is a little obscure but I, i thought it was worth mentioning the Diamondbacks won 16 games less than the dodgers this year in the regular season that's the biggest gap that has come back to sweep their opponent in the playoffs so I thought that was pretty interesting it just shows you how kind of I guess overwhelmed the Dodgers got really quick they didn't have the pitching and I think obviously Clayton's start in game one set a really bad tone for this series for the Dodgers
1: I think that was the end of the Dodgers that series yeah and not showing up for that game
0: we don't know what lies ahead for the Dodgers but we do know that they were also out homered by eight home runs I know they hit 13 in their first five games but I'm not good on the math right now because I don't have the box scores in front of me, but they out-homered the Dodgers by eight. That's the highest differential in the best of a five-game series in postseason history. So they out-slugging the hell out of their opponents right now. They outpitched. <laughs> they're, they're hitting home runs and they're hitting for power where yeah, their the opponents team. are not. <laughs> the
1: whole team outpitched the Dodgers, outrun the Dodgers. And the Dodgers do not have the pitching and it hurts them. But they didn't even bring the bets to the game as well.
0: Well, that differential is also the third highest in any postseason series, a best of seven as well. And the 2021 braves world series they hit nine more home runs than the astros and that was the year the braves won okay uh with freddie and then the 1956 new york yankees hit nine more home runs than the brooklyn dodgers in the 1956 world series so pretty crazy stats when you look at it in that historical perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, Diamondbacks catcher Gabriel Moreno, who we mentioned had this scary moment with his hand, he appears to be okay. He became the first catcher to have three or more home runs in a single postseason at the age of 23 or younger. So yeah, looking like the Diamondbacks got a good young catcher as well, which is always a hard thing for any team to find. So yeah, pretty cool. And I'm glad he's going to be okay. I hope there's nothing wrong today when the swelling goes down or whatever. They probably had a lot of alcohol Alcohol hiding his pain last night I'm guessing
1: most likely Oh, Diamond's bag gonna be around for a minute there's a lot of young players on that team they're um, not going anywhere
0: it'll be interesting to see the future of the NL West seems highly competitive I don't think the Giants are gonna go away at least they don't want to the Padres of course they have all this money that they've locked up for big name players for a long time so they expect to be fighting yeah, at some point
1: other issues that they, have they got
0: other issues that. for sure but we'll, we'll see how you know things shake out yeah time,
1: Off-season, yeah.
0: I think you're going to see a different team on the field next year in some ways. At least I hope so. All right. And then the Dodgers, I mean, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. But I, I wonder if they have a change at the managerial spot. And the only reason I point that out is because this is now... If you take out the 2020 season, which was shortened, this is now four straight seasons, full, four straight full seasons in a row that the Dodgers have won 100 games or more and have also exited the playoffs before the World Series. They haven't even gotten to the World Series. They, of course, won the— They Did they win the World Series in the shortened season? So they won it in 2020. Interesting. And they, of course, lost to the Astros in 2018, which that's everyone the accused the Astros scandal. of cheating. Yeah. Well, that's all the— positive milestones that I wanted to mention, but I did have one stat that I wanted to share that really jumps out at me about the Dodgers and why they are going home right now. And that's because Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman were a combined one- for 21 at the plate this series with Freddie Freeman earning a lone infield single that was kind of gifted to him. That should have been an error. So in reality, they probably should have been 0 for 21. And they only walked a combined three times. So they were only on base together four times in the whole series. And that is why they're going home. If you don't have your star, look at Bryce Harper. If your star players don't show up.
1: Yeah, bats did not show up. Arizona pitching did you know, yeah. we looked fat yesterday. The rookie on the Diamondbacks team. I was I even said to you like he should have stayed in the game longer.
0: I'm wondering about that. Sad. It got a little hairy too at the end of the mm-hmm. game for the Diamondbacks because they they never extended their lead yesterday, and you just got this feeling like oh yeah, looks like the Dodgers might have some. Something to say about that, but nevertheless, it wasn't meant to be. And the Diamondbacks were able to hang on and yeah. everything worked out for them. But yeah, it does line up really well for them going forward, too, because Gallon's going to get to start game one and game four, and then maybe even like game seven if it's needed in that series. So he's going to get three starts at the if they're needed, at least two. And that means if you're the Phillies, you got to go through Gallon at least twice, if not three times.
1: Then you have Merrill Kelly.
0: Merrill Kelly that you're going to probably have to go through at least twice unless Mm -hmm. you sweep them in four games. I don't see that on the table for the Snakes. I don't know. Interesting games, but we shouldn't count our chickens before they hatch. The Phillies have to get there first. 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. Make sure you're watching. Yesterday was a bittersweet day as we wind down the clock on this baseball season because we had three games on the schedule yesterday, and that's the last time that we're going to have three games on the schedule this year now next monday we have two games we have the alcs and the nlcs game two and game one respectively the alcs starts on sunday night with game one but no nlcs that day so but the days of multiple games are are dwindling even fewer and It's just a a bittersweet feeling as we get closer to the World Series, which is the Grand Enchilada. We also get closer to no baseball for a while, and we promise we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to keep you entertained and informed on the airwaves, nevertheless... The news of the day will get quieter and it will be dark around 4.30 every day throughout the winter, no matter if you're on the West Coast or not.
1: There won't be any games to watch.
0: No games to watch. It'll all be hockey and basketball and football on the weekends yeah, um, or Mondays or Thursdays. I still think they're going to try and get football on every day of the week at some point.
1: Maybe they have to put more teams, expand the rosters for more teams from football.
0: No, I don't think so. I think they just need to have a more staggered schedule. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. But once again, congratulations to all of those milestone award winners. Keep them coming. We love doing them. But that's one thing that will probably get shortened, too, as the games go on. Unless Sarah figures out new ways to manipulate the numbers. Just kidding, Sarah. All right. Well, we will be back again. I think we talked about doing Sunday morning because whether or not the Braves are able to beat the Phillies tonight, if they are there will be a game five on Saturday evening. And if not, the ALCS will start Monday and the NLCS will start, I'm sorry, the ALCS will start Sunday and the NLCS will start on Monday. And so we figured Sunday gives us a safe window to have all these games wrapped up for sure, or at least the last remaining series, the Braves-Phillies series wrapped up for sure. And then All the matchups will be set to preview for the championship series. Look for our next episode to drop on Sunday morning. All right, well, that's going to do it. Please, 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 if you're enjoying our content at all, leave us a review or even suggest us to your friends or family. Will be really helpful for us in this time we love baseball and we love October and we don't have much time left with this season so we're, we're, we're gonna stay on in the off season and cover the news of course but it will be until March or April until we get really going again so yeah stick with us for these last few weeks and we will be back again on Sunday Mika do you have anything to add because I feel like I'm blabbering here and giving you a lot to edit no
1: you did a great job it was a lot of milestones to go over
0: yeah I, I, I held it together today I got a little flustered the other day because I was like oh there's So many milestones.
1: I just didn't realize postseason had so many milestones.
0: And we haven't covered it before. So I don't know if it's just this year or if it's just something that they're going to find regardless of what year it is. So. We'll see, I guess, next year how how it compares.
1: We will have co- notes to compare next year.
0: All right. Well, have a great, great weekend, everybody. Uh, enjoy the Phillies and Braves wrap-up. And may your team advance to the next round. And we'll see you on Sunday with a preview of the ALCS and the NLCS and any milestones that happen in the Braves-Phillies series. At least there can't be too many, right? <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye.